When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing a murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All your hair's a half a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome to the Wolf and Our podcast We are doing a little, how would you describe this Tom? I think what this is, is a special, I think because the feedback from the emails has been so epic So fucking amazing That we are now doing an extra email episode Yeah Okay, yeah. well, let's see how this goes. So I, I, I've got... Well, back- what way? Let's see how this goes. Well, what do you mean? Well, it's not like you're like, yeah, let's see how this can goes. I t- no, but can I, can I tell you why I've, why I've been like that? Because we've just recorded the other one. Yeah. And at the top of that, I went, I'm the owl, Romish Rang and Aethan, and this is the wolf Tom. And you made me feel like such a fucking bellend for introducing it like that. Right. So now... Listen, it's cool the way you do it, all right? Do you want me to do it? Yeah, go on. Give it a go. Yo! Guys, welcome to bonus episode number one of the Wolf and Owl podcast featuring me, the Wolf, Tom Davis, and the Owl. Ramesh Ranganathan. Yeah, boy. Okay. I didn't I actually didn't mind that as much as I thought I would. Yeah, um, okay. So I'm just going to whip through emails. I, I, I've picked out ones that I think could be all right, but there's some of them that will be, I would say, very quick, and then others cool. that are sort of maybe a bit more discursive. Okay. Wow. Threw that word out there. Oh, by the way, uh, just just to bring it up, when you're sort of throwing in big words, someone got in touch saying that "rampious" is a word. Is it? Yeah. Let's have a look. So, yeah, not to take the fluff out of your belly, but I mean, they didn't email the actual thing, so they obviously no, no. I think you felt bad because you were sort of so. No, it's not. I'm looking it up now. How how do you, how are you spelling this word? Oh, maybe it's not. This guy's done me here twice with the same word. <laughs> I mean, it absolutely isn't a word. Let's have a look. Go on. No, it isn't. No, no it's All not. Right, it's not. So, what? Who is it that got in touch with you to say that? Um, no, no, who, I'm going to block. By the way, know. by the way, who is this? This snide. They didn't get in touch with both. Didn't email the the. Oh no 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 no! no. It's, it's one of your fucking bots who's just fucking like got in touch with me so I can make myself looking even more foolish. <laughs> 
All right. First email. This is from, um, I always get slightly nervous um, that, that I'm going to give their name away if they want to be anonymous. But this is from Simon Rylander. Cool name. Cool name. His email says, uh, all right, lads. I've got a really good book on dreams and interpreting them. Now, this is off the back of Tom talking about the fact that he dreamt about us being at possibly the inauguration yeah. and me being lifted on top of uh, a very tall man uh, called Sebastian yeah. with blonde dreadlocks. And apparently I rode on top of his shoulders away yeah. from Tom. And stroked his hair. And, stro- and I stroked his hair. Um, yeah. So, and we were talking about the interpretation of that dream. So, Uh, I've got a really good book on dreams and interpreting them. It's all scientifically done and everything. So I looked up Tom's dreams about you being on his shoulders. So immediately, this guy's got it wrong. He's got the dream wrong. Okay, but let's just see what he says anyway. Uh, Basically, it's a warning not to get into or join something that you're being urged to because there will be loss, either through theft or carelessness. Oh, wow. And he says probably one of those dodgy WhatsApp groups. Now, I mean, what do you think of that? That's pretty deep, actually, isn't it? It is, but it's only when I read it out there that I realised that he actually he actually got the dream wrong. So I don't, I don't know how much. Yeah, he's completely dropped the bollock there, hasn't he? Mm. Yeah. I did mean, you did you did you look into what that dream might mean? No, no. I hope that a listener would get in touch and they'd have read a book. Well, that's 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 the only that's the only response. That's the only one, as far as I could find. Yeah. Oh man. I know. Well, it, yeah. I mean, Simon Rylander is actually he sounds like a dream expert, doesn't he? Um, if you were watching a, if you're watching like a sort of like you know Goonies type film, remade at these times, it's like we must go and see the Dream Master, Simon Rylander. Uh, what name would not work in that? We must go and see the Dream Master, Tom Davis. Yeah, Tom I guess Davis. that wouldn't work. No, that yeah. doesn't work. We must go and see the Dream Master, Kevin Carpenter. That doesn't work. Simon Rylander sounds like a dream. Yeah, market. you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, He's the only one thank- we know who can get inside your dreams. This summer, four children haunted by the same dream. Go and look for the dream master. We must find Simon Rylander, the king of the dreams. I am Simon Rylander. Um, ba- based Cruz on the based on one of the, based, based on one of the voices that you did there, I know that I'm in the film. one of the kids <laughs> it's like an animation <laughs> that was fucking excellent by the way what you just did oh, thank you cheers thank you very much um okay next email uh this is from kevin brown <laughs> so kevin brown is never going to be a dream master. no offense kevin. We'll the dream master kevin brown this summer four children <laughs> go in search yeah. of the yeah, dream go, master go. we must go and find kevin brown the dream i'm the jo- <laughs> I, hello I'm the dream master, Kevin Brown. And now, what's the, what seems to be the issue with your dreams, sir? Tom Cruise is Kevin Brown. Oh, we've not had a, we've master. not actually had a we've not actually had a dream like this before. To be honest, it's, got it's to an have a dream. If you don't have a dream, how you gonna have a dream come true? That's a little song I like to sing before I start analysing the dream. It's like a little thing just to sort of just to sort of ease anxiety. He isn't a dream master. This is a trap. <laughs> No, come in. No, come in. Come in. No, it's better if you come into the house for me to tell you about. Tell you about what the dream is about. You were scared of it. You haven't seen the dream master. Now, honestly, I can explain your dream. Just come through here. No, down the stairs. You'll have to go into sleep. (laughs) Oh, this is taking a weird turn. Okay, it's it's super weird. Um, 
So this is from Kevin Brown. Sorry, Kevin. I mean, the, what we've done, what we've done in your name already, is pretty horrendous. Um, morning. Yep. We too made the switch from pods to barista machine. Can't be asked timing, but I can confirm it takes considerably longer. It's far more complicated and messy, but there is an unexplained satisfaction to it. And I'm not convinced that George Clooney actually drinks that pod stuff. So what he's saying is, um, he does think. This is from Tom and I arguing about what's quicker between my pod machine and yeah. Tom's beans a cup. Thing. I should apologise at this point for the reason that we haven't done the the coffee race. Is that my dishwasher yeah, broke do. and uh, that we had to I had to do loads of washing up by hand and it was just yeah. If I'm honest with you, the kitchen was a shit tip. So um, yeah, right, that's why we haven't done the race. So also, let's be absolutely honest. We weren't that devastated about not doing it because no. when it came down when it came down to it, the idea of logging on to Instagram Live and also for you I and think me the to desire both make a for the coffee, coffee race was thus one person got in touch asking yeah. what time if if we did it and who what was the result and and a quick look at that person's profile indicated that they didn't have a lot going on. It's probably not a good litmus test for for sort of general public demand. Uh, and just to pick up on your last point there, uh, I would be fucking livid, livid. If I was to find out that George Clooney doesn't drink, like, you know, going back to Cyberpunk and the whole Keanu Reeves fiasco uh, that has seen me delete all of his movies from my Amazon account, right? If George Clooney is up to that same racket, then shame on you, George Clooney. I would I like mean, to go around to your house and see what you're fucking dealing with coffee-wise, please. I just think, this is back to the Keanu Cyberpunk thing again. This is the thing where you think that every celebrity actor whatever Let that endorses something, something uses that, that product no but i put my i have ethics and i have the, right the other week i got offered a, a uh, uh an advert for a very well-known bike brand right and they said look you know we'd like tom to do this advert right for a very well-known bike, bike superstore and who, your ethics state that because you didn't accept this advert you can't even mention their name on the podcast is that what's i'm just on? i'm not into fucking throwing throwing mud right okay but well i said to my agent i don't ride a bike I have no interest in bikes, right. so I will not. I will turn down this, and it was a decent amount of wedge, right, that I could have done with. But my ethics were such, right? George Clooney and Keanu Reeves have definitely got more money than me. I think we can agree on that, right? Mm. No, you I mean don't just because mm, you know that this, in, in a court of law, I'm fucking trouncing you here, right? I don't, they, I don't know why. I don't know why we'd be wasting the court's time debating this. But go on. Right. So my point is this. If George Clooney, if I was to go around George Clooney's house and he's fucking kicking back and he's got his like fucking nice slippers on, pair of silk pajamas, right, and he's got a barista machine there, I'd be like, oh, hold up, you fucking, you're in Keanu's, same as Keanu, mate. So I'm going home, like literally, that's not my Sweden because you and he is very convincing about how much he likes an espresso. In, very in fairness, in fairness to George Clooney, first of all, I don't, I, I don't hold. George Clooney to the same kind of demands that you do. That George Clooney, that by the way, is one of my favourite people because he's so ethical and so decent. So this would be okay. an absolute more than, more so than Keanu. I'd be okay. devastated. But, but, but what I would, I mean, first of all, the idea that you'd be you'd be devastated, you'd be yes. devastated. Yeah, you'd go, you'd go. Okay, let's just play this out. So you go to George Clooney's house. Let's yeah. imagine that a set of circumstances occur. We're doing a movie George... together. Okay, fine. So you and George Clooney... Or maybe he's the a... Dreamcaster. He's the Dreamcaster. So what's the, what's the film? So the film it's... is Dreammaster. We, yeah, we've, we've made Dreammaster. We've and somehow... What, and managed... he's the Dreammaster, and what he's, are you in this he, film? Uh, he, no, I've written it, and I'm directing it with you. But he says to me, oh, yeah, 
come around to my place. I want to chat to you about. So, so yeah. okay. So first of all, so so a film that you've written and directed, and let's let's give this some actual yeah, like like context here. So you've written and directed a film, something that you you've not done yeah, before. The right? Dream Master. You've written right. and directed a film, and not only have you managed to get this film away, right? George Clooney has agreed to star it. So that's a pretty he's playing Simon Rylander. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's playing the Dream Master. So yeah. in that set of circumstances where you've managed to get this film financed, it's going to be released in cinemas, you've managed to get George Clooney to be the star of that film. He invites you back to his house because you've got By to the way, a point George, where... George, if you do listen to this um, podcast back and you are playing the part of the Dream Master, when I said Tom Cruise was the uh, Dream Master in the advert, that was just spitballing. You were definitely the first person in my mind to play the Dream Master. Okay, so... Um... So then you go to George Clooney's yep. house. Mm-hmm. You walk in, yeah, and you go. And George Clooney goes, "What do you want to drink?" And you say, "Oh, I'll have one of your espressos, please." And then he says, "I don't actually. I'd have to look around for that. They sent me one when I did the advert, but I don't. I, I, I don't know where it is, to be honest." Really? Because you see, you're all over our TV at the moment, mate, and in the cinemas, where you are, you're saying how amazing espresso is, and it's your favourite blend of coffee. I know, I mean, but it's just, it's just what you know how it is, Tom. It's one of those I don't know how just... it is. I was offered a advert from a massive bike brand in the UK that you probably haven't heard of, but they're actually very, very big. And I turned it down because I don't agree with cycling. You don't agree with cycling? Well, no, I think you could do it in your garage or a Peloton or whatever, but I think, yes, yeah, it's, it's just not something I'm into, so I didn't do the advert. I think it's pretty okay. shameful. I mean, it's just one of the, you know, I mean, yeah, Tom, obviously, I got, I, I, yeah, they're offering decent George, money George, George, George. I don't know how it is, mate. That's the point. So if you don't mind, go and have a little rumble around in your loft. Find me the Nespresso machine that you're fucking always raving on about and make me a goddamn Espresso, please. And you, then let's you, talk you about really... how bad you've been on the first week of the Dream Master because you're not... <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> now I feel fucking ridiculous because when I got you on, on this movie, first thing I said to the production team is, I'll make sure that we put a fucking Nespresso machine in George Clooney's trailer have you even used it uh no i mean if anything i've sort of i mean on the day of the advert i had to drink about 65 of those i haven't been able to bring myself to drink an espresso ever shame since. on you and then i probably just basically just take my things my laptop and my scripts and so well, he's would... invited you back to his place and you've taken your laptop and scripts with you yeah to do like a little to give you some tips about how i see the simon Ryan oh, right okay but yeah that's 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 where i stand with that Okay, great. Well, that's good. That's good to know. But the long and the short of it is, is that your machine's longer and messier than. It's not messier. This this guy, is this, who's this guy? Kevin. Kevin Brown. Yeah. Kevin Brown is clearly making a mess. If you if you're very like safe with it and you're very like you pay it the due diligence it deserves. It's like driving a fucking. It's like driving a Bentley. Not that I've ever driven one, but you just something. This is great. This feels great. This feels like a good way to take this gun. It's like Who? driving a Bentley that you've never driven. Go on, carry right, on. Okay, no, all right, no. In fairness, right, let me put it this way. Right, an espresso is like riding a bike uh, and a uh, the DeLonghi, the, the which, I, which I have, is like driving a car. There's just a little bit more to it. To make it more right. messy, it's just you've got to pay a little bit more due diligence. Okay, so, so it okay, does but take if you long- want, Get in touch, mate, get in touch, and I'll do the course with you. I'll, I'll take you through it. So, but it does take longer, is what we're saying. It probably takes. I reckon it probably takes twenty seconds longer, but it's a far fucking better feeling, and you're actually accomplishing something when you have a cup of coffee. Okay, the idea that you would have a cup of coffee, feeling a sense of accomplishment that you've managed to make it, fucking says speaks so much about what your level of expectations are for achievement. Okay, 
Next email. This is from Glenn Morey. Okay. Yeah. Uh, great show. Uh, really enjoyed listening Thanks to two Glenn. genuine friends talking in this podcast. Thanks, I have to say, I'd really admire how Tom is open enough to reach out to people he wants to have a connection with, but also how Rom shows him how reality could be drastically different. With that, I'm hoping the two of you can help me, some, help me with something I can't make up my mind on. I'm 35 now. I have a four-year-old at school and a baby on the way in March. My wife is amazing and my best friend. However, I don't really have any mates nowadays. In my 20s, I was one of the guys out drinking, etc. But in my 30s, my life and work, etc., I lost touch. I've often thought about reaching out to some of them, but I'm concerned I'll come across wired for doing so. Do you think I should bite the bullet and try to contact some? I miss the bullshit conversations and banter. There's only so much I can have with the wife. Thanks for your help in advance. Uh, what do Glenn, you think, Tom? Well, you know what? The best thing I've done during lockdown is I contacted someone I hadn't spoke to for long. I didn't really fall out of them, just the sands of time or whatever. You know, time went on and, you know, a week becomes a month and it was someone I was very, very close with and he's genuinely one of my best mates, but just sort of, we sort of fell out of touch and, you know, you then get into a place where you don't sort of text, you don't call each other because you're a little bit worried. Not of rejection because that probably sounds a bit silly, but, yes, yeah, guess what Glenn's saying. And, uh, yeah, I, I sort of reached out before christmas and uh yeah since then we've we've chatted a lot and and i think actually you know what it's it's a weird thing because we talk a lot about um sort of mental health and we talk a lot about that as a sort of perspective as like us us guys one of my favorite things in in my relationship with romish for example is you check in right you text and you chat and you feel like you, that openness of that you probably can't always have with your loved ones or your your wife your husband whatever it's important to have that exterior friendship outside with your friends so i'd say glenn yeah get in touch man drop him a text and do what do do it just to one person don't do it to a load at the same time make yeah. it sort of um, one. I, I i actually had a very similar experience i got in touch with somebody that i hadn't spoken to for a while over christmas just to check in really and um yeah it was good i i don't think any bad can come of it you're not you listen you might be thinking you want to do it in the hope of you can sort of uh you can sort of rekindle going out and hanging out with your mates and stuff, but you don't have to say that in your first text. All you're right. doing is checking in with someone and having a chat with them and, and seeing if that comes up later on. Do you know what I mean? And and it might be that they go, holy shit, man, we should like get the old gang to back together or whatever and, and let's go out. And that, and that happens. If it doesn't, you know, which is possible, you know, you just sort of think people move on and, 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 and that sort of isn't opened in that way anymore. You just sort of make yourself open to sort of, maybe getting to to make friends in an, in another capacity maybe like where you work or whatever you take sort of golf. Uh, take up golf how do, take. okay serious question yeah how how social is golf because really i just thought you meet up with two like a couple of mates and then you just go around on your no, own no no it's, yeah? it's good you, you do it's four hours of I, look, I i've moved to an area where i haven't i didn't know anyone here where i live i don't have yeah i've got my friends back home i've got my friends within the industry whatever but I didn't really know anyone around here. So, um, yeah, started playing golf, taking up a hobby, uh, playing a bit of football. These things increase sort of, you know, your chances of, like, you know, meeting new people. You can get a little hung up on thinking about people from, you know, just from your past. It's good to – I think I'm always excited to meet new people and always excited to, you know. that I Literally, if there's one tattoo I could get across my back would be um, a stranger is a friend you've never met. I love that saying. Um. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine if you're on holiday you're by the pool you're having a nice time and 
<laughs> Somebody at the next sun lounger pulls off a t-shirt and they've got that on their back. But honestly, if I'd ever seen a signal to stay the fuck away from someone for the duration of the holiday, it would be that tattoo. <laughs> How would you have it? Would you have it like across the shoulders in one line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or would you have it going down like an item? No, no, no. I'd have it like a sort of like a name on a football shirt across my back. <laughs> you just I, set... can't, I cannot think of, of much. Sarah, put, Sarah. Put me off someone. Look at, look at Manny next to us. Look at Tao on his back. He's on his own on holiday. <laughs> He's come to a family hotel. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, man. Oh, God. Anyway. I hope we've helped you, mate. I hope we've helped you. Next email comes from uh, James O'Connor. That's a nice name. That's a lovely name, isn't it? I love names. Pardon? I love names. Different names. I think it's just, yeah. (laughs) I don't know why they seem more prevalent today. Maybe it's just the air or the snow outside that I'm looking out. But yeah, I think I don't think it was. I think it's that. I think it's the fact that we're just sort of saying a lot of them because we're going yeah. for emails. I yeah, yeah. I can't say that. To I, I don't. I don't yeah. think that's the snow. <laughs> it's like somebody at the beginning of a lesson when the teacher's doing the register. It's something about names that feels like sort of got names in the air at the moment. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a sunlight or just something I ate this morning. I think it's because the teacher's doing the register and they're reading a lot of names. I think that's probably what it is. Uh. <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. Oh, shit. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, Wolf Al, I hope this note finds you in good spirit. So, here we go. My point I wanted to share with you pair of formidable predators is, a lot of emails are calling us predators, by the way. Really? Um, if you, in, in the context of Wolf and Owl, that's fine, yeah. isn't it, I suppose? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you both walked past me in the street, you wouldn't know who I was. However, if I walked past you two, I would know an inordinate amount about, about you, even though we have never met. Now, Owl Wolf, I get the concept of fame and that I know you, but you don't know me. However, my question is this. Do you not find it a bit odd that we, the general public, all know your name, your wife's names, your kids' names, your tales of rock and roll on the mean streets of Kingston-upon-Thames. And so if we ever did, mate, I would know all of this stuff about you before you even have my name. Knowing people know this stuff about you, do you find that a little unnerving or am I missing the point of fame? Shine on, crazy diamonds. Jim. Wow. That's, I mean, that is such a fucking Tom Davis sign-off to that email, by the way. Yeah, by the way, um, like, your email was pretty insightful and deep, but your actual sign-off was fucking epic, so... I salute you, sir, and shine on yourself. Just so, um, to give you an idea of, uh, of the difference between how people feel and what they say, Tom hasn't saluted. He's not even raised his hand in any way. So um, I've actually got some, uh, I've got some nail cutters in my hands. Um, what, are you, uh, what are you going to town with? <laughs> no, I'm not. Can I tell you what's happened? I'll tell you what's happened. Is earlier on in the previous episode, we read an email about cinema and one of the points that that person made in that email was was that people often they often find toenails in the the cup holders and Tom during that 
he talks himself fucking out. My toenails are a bit out of control. It's been playing. I've, I've, I've literally given this like, I, I, yeah, it's been it's been in my head the tone toenail gate. Right. Um, okay. So I've got uh, I've I've got myself in. A, I'm slightly a bit giggly at the moment. I'm start. I'm starting to annoy myself. Is it irritating? I'm I like sorry. the giggly. I like giggly one. It's like a cheeky little cheeky little puppy. So it's first poo. Um. Uh. So listen. Uh. I mean, this, the 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 short answer to this is, I guess that is. I don't think that's what fame is, by the way. I think it's a different thing. What fame is, I think. What agreed, yeah. I think fame is a completely different thing from that. But then, uh, I think I I don't think I think that in the modern world that we live in, even without being famous, you can get people who share so much. There's people that I went to school with who I haven't seen for twenty twenty five years now, who will have put so much shit up on idle bullshit up about one thing or another on Facebook, I'll know significantly more about them than I might know about someone who's not even on Facebook. That's nothing to do with fame. That's just about how much you share. And, you know, in the I guess the kicking off what we do is the fact that we do do that. Just as a quick one, right, it isn't the coolest thing in the world when you do bump into someone who's famous. And I, this is, speaking from experience, and this is Mr. O'Connor, is do not, whatever you do, Say something that you've read in a tweet or seen or on TV or like you know in a podcast. Don't make a joke about that because it always. But I've done it. I've done it to a number of people where I thought, oh, this is going to be a great in if I make a joke about something I've heard them joking about on a chat show, and it will backfire, <laughs> backfire immensely. What happened? I mean, I don't want to name names because I don't think that's fair. But I, yeah, I've done it a couple of times where I've joked about someone that we both know was on a chat show talking about their dog and I made a joke about the said dog and he was just like, what, 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 what are you talking about? I was like, I saw you on Graham Norton joking about your dog. And he was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, how is he? Like sort of like chatting and it was just genuinely, I felt my ass just go from like yeah 50p to 5p. It was just absolutely fine. It's <laughs> difficult that, isn't it? Because I, I, remember, I remember doing that with, you know, when you start working in comedy, you work with loads of people that are your heroes and yeah, you've admi- you know, admired their work. And so I would be working with people um, who I know their stuff intimately. You know, I know all of the stuff they've yeah, done. Yeah. I've, I've, I've sought out their stuff, you know. Yeah. And I, I would like occasionally, I remember once, uh, and again, I won't name names, but like going up to a comic that I was a, a huge fan of and quoting yeah. a bit of his back to him in the context of it sort of was slightly relevant to what was happening at the time. And he looked at me like, I'll tell you how the look, the look, what the look conveyed is I thought we were having a real conversation here. It, it was kind of what the look was. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? And so, and, and actually when I think about it now, when people, because occasionally people have done it to me, quoted something I've said back in a, in a gag web. And I never think bad of them for it, but I never like, I, I, I'm like, you and I are very similar to it in this. Our past work is not something we look back on and go, oh, I'm so, no, I no, buzz no. when I think of that. Every time you finish something, all you think about is the mistakes you made in it, yeah, or yeah, how yeah, yeah. how it could you didn't get better. this bit right, or how it could have been better, or whatever. So when somebody quotes something that you've done better, to, you just think, "Oh fucking, hell, oh, I did that I, so I, shit." I, it took me right in this industry. It took me almost, I reckon, nearly ten years to get my head around the fact that no one's going to like me if I turn around and sort of, sort of like go, "God, I remember what you said about Ryan Giggs in 1995." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh fuck off, mate. You're a fucking absolute melt. Like so, uh, you know. On that basis, I think the the truth of the matter is is to to if you see someone you you who is you know a bit more about, 
start your conversation as if as if you know nothing, like you've never met, you even you've never heard. You might know their name, but that's about it. Imagine it's a new mm. kid at school, and you're asking where they what <laughs> the little bit about themselves. And equally, equally though, I would say, I wouldn't. Uh, pretend you've not heard of that person. I mean, look, look it's possible you no, haven't no, no. heard of that. It's possible you haven't. I'm not saying that to, I don't expect everyone to to know who I am, but I have had a thing. Have you ever had this where I've been in a pub once and somebody came up to me and said, uh, my mates say that you're a comedian, but I've got absolutely no idea yeah, who you are. So I don't know why I'm talking to you. I don't want to paint I mean, the I... decorator recently at my own fucking house. <laughs> God, what happened? He, he said exactly that. Oh yeah, the other fella is is you're famous, but I've got no fucking idea who you are. I don't watch TV. I was like, that's cool, that's fine. I'm fine with that. That's cool. He's like, yeah. yeah. But like, I'd come down with some tap shoes on and dance around and fucking it's, like, it's weird. Crack some so fucking mad. jokes and sort of like I, I was like, yeah, that's cool, man. And he kept on sort of what, what stuff have you been in? Oh, look, you clearly you don't watch TV, so you haven't seen me in anything. I'm pretty distinctive. So yeah, don't don't. What I'm saying is, don't pretend you don't pretend anything. Just think, like, I, I, I know who you are, but I don't, I'm not going to go over. And this is just literally speaking from experience. This is speaking from mm. standing, you know, backstage of something I'm about to go onto stage and do with someone and thinking, this person thinks I'm the biggest fucking loser in the world. Mm. And now I've got to fucking perform with them. Yeah. But we work with, we work with each other again, though, don't we? <laughs> Your first meeting. Oh, man, that's the old sucker I am, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the other thing I would say, but in answer to your question, because it's sort of two two part of your question, um, I think Tom and I are particularly open. Yeah. You know, not every. I think that we do talk about our personal lives a lot. I do think actually podcasts make you reveal a lot more. Yeah. I, when I realised this is the other podcast I do, Hip Hop Save My Life. When when I we first did a live version of that, I said, "We got any, has anyone got any questions?" And then somebody said, "How's your weight loss going?" And I was like, what the fuck are you talking? Like, you know, in my head, I was like, how the fuck do you know about it? And then I just remembered that I had been talking about it. Like, I, you just forget what you've been talking about on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because well, so, also, especially the nature of this one is that we there's no planning to this. We've just yeah. recorded for an hour and not one part of that, uh, like I came to going, oh, I'm going to talk about that and that. It just yeah. whatever happens, happens. So you, and you are at your most vulnerable when talking as such. That was my Bill Nighy impression at the end. Yeah, no, I did. Uh, it's, it, I just think it was a it's a very good impression. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. It's just, I like your impressions. It's the decision to switch into them. You're sort of, when you, that's what I find the most kind of troubling about your impressions. Yeah, but you know I why know, I did that? It's because I felt on. vulnerable. I became Bill Nighy. Got you. Got yeah. you. I'm not an um, impressionist, by the way, but I can do a couple. But you're great at it. I've got to tell you. Thank you. I think Thank you're very you. talented. Thank you. Um, of you for that. In that, in that regard. Should we do one more? Let's do one more email. Now, this one is um, this one is kind of... The, the, I think this question opens up a slightly bigger kind of debate, right? So, cool. hi, Rom and Tom. This question might be more apl- applicable to Romesh, but I think it's we can both talk about it. Uh, I'm a big fan of hip-hop and rap. However, I also have two kids who are now eight and six, and they're at the age where they start to remember and sing songs. Run the Jewels, Logic, etc., aren't really suitable for their age. So the questions are... What age is it okay to play them good hip hop and rap? And also, is there any are there any suitable rappers who are good? Now, f- straight off, I will say to you, I have got on Spotify a playlist called Hip Hop for Kids or something like that. It's like and and it's basically a three hour playlist 
of loads of hip hop that has not got any swearing in it. So check I just that want out. to throw in, it's not really an answer to the question, but you know, Killer Mike. Yeah. He follows me on Instagram, which I think is pretty cool. Are you serious? How yeah. come? I don't know. I, I, that is, all right, this is actually, I DM'd him uh, after the, the last Run Jules album. I think it was when I'd done Hip Hop Saved My Life after that. And I, I DM'd him to say I love it. Uh, and I didn't even know he followed me. And then uh, recently, for some reason, I think you know, uh, I think it was during the whole Black Lives Matter thing. I was he put like some like amazing sort of like videos up, and I was just looking at him. And then I just clocked him. He followed me. I was like, wow! Like, when did that happen? That's genuinely one of the coolest things. I mean, and and you know what? This is what I'm most proud of. A little bit in my head was like, oh my god, he follows me. I'll message him because we're sort of friends now. We're but then I didn't. I actually just went no. You know what's yeah. really sad about that is what? that the the other member of because uh, I met Run the Jewels we filmed with them ages ago, and the other member of Run the Jewels LP, I have bearing in mind how hypocritical this makes me after all of the things that I've said to you about getting in contact with the the guy from uh, Married at First Sight. I've emailed LP from Run the Jewels. I reckon six consecutive times without response. Oh mate, really? Wow. I really opened myself up there too. Yeah. No, and I'm not even going to take the mitt because I know how much he means to you. Do either of them follow you, by the way? Tom, can I tell you something? You know the answer to that question. <laughs> you know the answer to that question. It makes me laugh, though, that he, he, he follows me, looks at my Instagram, which is he, like, he's looked at my stories. I find it so strange what, what he must think why he follows me. Yeah, I mean, what I wonder what I wonder what Killer Mike makes of Tom Davis. Yeah, I genuinely think sit there thinking, what bizarre thing that he would go like. Yeah, I've, I've three or four times looked, and he's like, you know, you can see he's looked at your stories. I'm like, oh, Killer Mike. To be honest though, Mer- Merger and Successful does sound like a rap album. To be fair, he yeah, yeah, yeah. Fit, this guy spits. Yeah, 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 maybe. And at times, I can look like I could, I could be a rapper. I just, mm. yeah. And you put quite a lot of thirsty stuff up as well about like rap and stuff. So it's not thirsty. I, I do a hip hop podcast, and I, yeah, I know, if yeah, I yeah. like, if I hear stuff, I like. Oh, mate, I, by the way, um, three people said to me how cool you looked in that picture with the bandana, and I'd agree. I think you actually look pretty cool. Okay, it, this. Do you know what that? The way you said that. What? The way you said that was like you and three mates <laughs> talked about what an absolute fucking piece <laughs> no, of shit. I three individual people. And, 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 no, and then and then you went. I'm gonna. Do you know what I'm gonna fucking do? I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna tell him. I dare you to tell him that you think you look cool in that photo. No, you do. You That's look cool. Happened. You look cool in that picture. Genuinely. Basically, I posted a picture on Instagram because I, I've talked about when I was a kid, I wore a bandana yeah. on this podcast, and then I put the photo up because people didn't believe me. I think I and, will say this, mate. I think you look. You you've been very unfair on yourself. I think you look pretty cool in that. If I was to see you like at that age, and I walk past, I'd go, mate. He's fucking cool. I've got. How old are you? And then, and then, and then, and then your, and then your mates would laugh, and they go, <laughs> "Yeah, I know." Should we go no, kick the shit out of him? And then you'd go, "How old are you?" You go, picture? "Absolutely, let's kick the shit out of him." One, because <laughs> if he's wearing a bandana, and two, let's be honest, none of us like ethnic minorities anyway. <laughs> how old are you in that picture? Sixteen. Uh, oh, you're sixteen. Yeah, I've got a picture of it. Uh, it's the worst picture because I was joking. I was joking about it. Um, like how, you know, me and you joke about, you know, being younger and how we looked and stuff. And my mum was like, has Ramesh ever seen the picture of you when you, uh, your granddad's wedding? 
where you look like a Chinese businessman. And I was like 13. Have you ever seen that picture? No. You've got to put it up on Instagram, right? I'll put it up on Instagram. It's genuinely the worst. Bit. I, I'm like 13. I'm trying to look smart, but I've got like a bowl haircut. And, I look, and it's me and my cousin in it. And I, I look like his dad. We, you know, it's honestly the worst. I, I'll put it up for you. As a, right. and and then you'll see that I wouldn't have been that. Then you'll see that where I'm coming from, like this fucking, this this drippiness, this fucking swag shit that you see in front of you, took time to process. It didn't, it didn't come from birth. Just uh, in answer to Ollie's question, do you, if and when you have kids, will yeah. you be worried about about? swearing around them and playing music that's swearing it. I mean, do I you, think do you have an idea really of how you... I think you'll be really careful of that. Yeah. Like, you know, I think you have to... But also, I think it's a very fine line to walk, isn't it? Because you don't want to be in a position where you'll bring up a child who's not... who's not wary of anything and then they're going into sort of secondary school, which we both know mm. is... is And as silly as it sounds, one of the toughest environments you'll ever do is like that move from like juniors or primary school into middle uh, sorry, yeah. sort of secondary school because it's a whole fucking culture change and you don't want someone like you know I remember like when Doggy Style or anything like that came out or like all those sort of those albums were coming out I was obsessed with them so I was probably what 14 then I'd imagine I think yeah. when that yeah yeah you'd have, when, yeah, yeah I, I when that sort of when that was yeah no no 13 I was when that came right. out so so when that came out all me and my mates were obsessed by obsessed by it. You know, yeah. it wasn't saying that my parents went out and brought me. It was someone brought in a pirate tape of it, and you know, it grew from there. But it wasn't, um, yeah. So I think, yeah, you it's it's within reason. I think I I find I'm, I'm a bit uneasy when people are swearing in front of people who are too young because kids pick it up. You know, and it's yeah. We're in a we're in a weird situation because I, I I've got three boys. We've got yeah. three boys, and I. I think it's fair to say, look, I listened to hip hop all my life and my mum and dad, probably my mum, they, sw they swore around the house. Yeah. And I swear too much now in, in every sort of everything I do, I swear too much. I'll often be in a meeting where nobody's sworn and I'll, and I'll swear. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and it's sort of, you feel, you can feel the, you can feel the, like the reaction to it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So I do swear too much, but with the kids, I sort of think, well, what I want to do, I'm not, I'm not that, I guess it's just, it's just trying to help them understand the context in which, in which that's okay. Cause let's be honest, swearing is great and in yeah, the yeah, right, and used and used in the right way, it's brilliant, but you just got to be, cause the other thing is, you know, and I know Tom, right? We're pretty, we're pretty relaxed about swearing, but when yeah. I hear, when I hear a kid swear, I have a reaction. But then that's it age, means. isn't it? It's, I think like, how old's um, this guy's kids? Sorry. Uh, eight and six. I mean, yeah, I mean, eight, eight and six. I think once, once you hit double figures, swear it. The fact of the matter is, what I guess what my point is, is you. Just, it's, everything's relative to the world around them, right? So the fact of the matter is, you can try and keep everything away from them and pretend that that's not happening. But there's going to come a time where everyone, all the kids at school, are going to be swearing. Everyone, are, you know, and if your kid's completely sort of naive to that world and has no idea about that world. You're sort of setting them up for a little bit of a fall. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I, I, I try, if I'm around people, people's kids, I try not to swear. I'm like, my dad never swore at home 
And I remember when I was probably 11 or 12 going to work with my dad. And then, it, you know, all of a sudden it's like at home, it was like, yeah, I'm not swearing because, you know, you, your sister, your mom, I don't agree with swearing at the house. And all of a sudden I went to work with him and that's all everyone did. It was it was yeah. in a very sort of like masculine environment. It was fuck this, fuck that, da, da, da. It was quite, you know, small, you know, and going to football for the first time, you're like, every, that's all everyone does. And right. like, you're like, so, yeah, if they're going to find it out. You know, they're not going to, you know. Yeah. You might as well just tell them to start swearing now, mate. And start yeah. playing Run just the Jewels. Just start fucking, start swearing now, mate. I mean, listen, there's nothing wrong with playing the kids Run the Jewels. That's fucking great. And, and let me say, as a friend of Killer Mike's, thank you for listening. Tom, do you reckon we, do you want to do a takeout on this one? Or I, but What I want to do is I want to implore people to keep writing in the emails. They're incredible. Yeah. You're do you want incredible. to know the, do you want to give them the email address, Tom? Yes, it is. Wolfourpod at gmail.com. Yeah. If you think I didn't notice the little sort of sly look to your screen there because you don't know what it is. <laughs> that is the email. Yeah. So give us a shout at the wolfalpod at gmail.com. Um and if we get enough emails, we'll start doing we'll start doing little bonus epies, won't we? Yeah, it's got I've enjoyed this one. I think there's been yeah, me a too. lot of yeah. Yeah. Me too. Thank you guys. Uh, all right, Tom. Uh speak Sweet to dreams soon. are made of these. Sweet dreams are made of these. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>